Last week we preached on the subject, it starts with a seed. This morning we're going to go a little further with it. And our message this morning is going to be rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. There's a reason why it's imperative that we embrace our purpose. Because we are embarking on a journey that has been waiting in the wings in God's providence for some time. And, and we're excited about it. We, we've been saying, get ready. Anybody ever heard that before? Get ready, get ready. You better get prepared. God's doing something. Anybody ever heard something? somebody say, I don't even know what he's doing. I just feel like God's about to do something great. Amen. We've been talking about getting ready, but, but the fact is, folks, we're ready. And we're ready not tomorrow, we're not ready next year or the year after that, but we're ready right now to embark on a very special journey. Amen. And I want you to put some dates in your calendar, and we're going to be talking more about this uh, as this unfolds, but I want you to put down the dates of March 18th through May 20th. March 18th through May 20th. Now, we're not going to be here every day during March 18th, May 20th. But those dates are going to, are going to uh, be the dates that we will be launching and, and completing a capital campaign to build a new sanctuary on this property. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Amen. Elbow your neighbor that's two inches from you and tell him we need a new sanctuary. Amen. We moved to this, to this location as, as a bridge, so to speak, and, and we came here in order to, to find property. We, we didn't have the property in Kenwood that we needed to build a sanctuary, and so we came to this area. We came to purchase six acres in Montgomery. Uh, along with this building where we are blessed to be able to worship the Lord. But we talked about in that first service that this was a tabernacle. This wasn't going to be where we were staying, but we were going to use this facility for the glory of God, but we were going to build a campus on this property. And we ended up, by the grace of God, buying the four and a half acres that are adjacent to this land, bringing our total property to 11 acres here at 6477 Cooper Road. Amen. And we've been waiting for the right time to proceed and waiting on God and letting him order our steps and giving us instructions, giving us direction, letting him prepare our way. And the Lord says it's time. And we're ready now to begin with our building campaign. So mark those dates. March 18th. Through May 20th, we're going to be joining together. The blessing of the Lord is going to come upon First Apostolic Church like we've never seen it before. This is something completely different than what we've seen in the past. God is getting ready to do things that will absolutely fulfill that scripture. He that is exceeding abundantly above all able to do what we, what we cannot even ask or think. And so we're looking forward to it. And the important thing at this juncture between now and March 18th is for us to embrace our purpose. 
for us to understand who we are, who God has called us to be. It's not just another church. We're not just another congregation. We're no better than anybody else. Don't get me wrong. But we have unique purpose in God. And God has called us and anointed us and appointed us. And that goes for everybody in this building. Everybody sitting under the sound of my voice. God has anointed you for his purpose. And we're embracing that purpose. Turn your attention this morning to Ephesians chapter 3. Again, this is a sermon series the Lord gave me three and a half years ago when we entered this building. And I was waiting on him to give us instruction as to when was the right time to proceed. And, and we're ready now for what the Lord is doing. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. These are the words of the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. And the word of the Lord reads as follows. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God now this isn't a part of our text but it's interesting that when he begins to describe us being rooted and grounded in love that we may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of God that passes knowledge. It's interesting that the very next verse says, Now unto him. Now unto him. That is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. How many want to have a relationship with him who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Could we lift our voices together? And I'll ask you particularly, please do pray for me as I preach the word of the Lord this morning. God, we love you and we thank you for your word and for your spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus that your word will go forth with clarity, that it will go forth with accuracy, that it will go forth in love. Lord, this is your word. These are your promises. We are your people. We humble ourselves before your holy word, asking your word to have its way in our lives. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we labor in your word this morning, that it will yield good fruit in Jesus' name. Cause us to understand. Cause us to have knowledge. Cause us, I pray, to have a heart to obey. Hallelujah. We praise you for it today, and we thank you for it in the precious and the matchless name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Let me say, and I, I want to remind you of this often, as often as possible, that God has called us as a body of believers to be 
a tree of life. A tree of life for our city, a tree of life for our region, a tree of life for this nation, a tree of life to the nations of the earth that are represented here in our city, a tree of life to, to troubled families, a tree of life to troubled homes, a tree of life to troubled marriages, a tree of life to troubled teens. A tree of life to children who have been wounded. We are to bring healing to the nations. One soul at a time. One sermon at a time. One song at a time. One prayer at a time. No deed is too small. And it all goes to the glory of God in reaching those that God came into this world to save. We're going to see more and more people enter our congregation, into this church, and see them find salvation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're going to see people who don't believe in God begin believing in God. You're going to see people who say that they are avowed atheists or agnostics. They're going to repent from that, and they're going to turn to the mighty God in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, it's going to happen. You're going to see people who, are, uh, who have been addicted to opioids. Then the, the government is scrambling and struggling, trying to find some kind of a solution. But the solution is in Jesus Christ. And he will heal, he will save, and he will deliver in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. He will heal, he will save, he will deliver in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know that there will, be, there will be Jews and Muslims and Buddhists who come to the Lord Jesus Christ and are baptized into his precious name, filled with his precious spirit. It's going to happen in Jesus' name because God has planted us to be a tree of life to this city and to this region and to our world. And so we are welcoming that. But it's not something that you and I can just flip a switch and say, okay, now we're the tree of life. Now that's who we are. No, it's a process. It has to happen organically. It, it happens in the same way that a tree uh, develops. That's the way that the tree of life develops in us. And it starts with a seed. We talked about that last Sunday. It starts with a seed that Right now, I'm planting seed as the word of God is the seed that we receive in our spirits. It starts with that seed. And when that seed is placed into us as people, remember where we were, how we were formed. You can go back to the book of Genesis and, and read about how we were formed and where we were formed. We were formed by God from the dust of the ground. So, so the seed that goes into the, into the soil of this natural earth, it, it is deposited into that soil. The same is true of when the word of God is deposited into our soul. It is deposited and there is a process then that begins. That seed that is deposited into that soil begins to break open. The reason that it breaks open is because the pressures of the earth began to move upon that seed, began to, to act upon that seed. And, and these are invisible forces. These are invisible powers. 
And this seed is, is, is we, we can't see it. We don't altogether know the miracle of it or the mystery of it. But, but we understand that when this seed goes down into the earth, it is deposited there and, and unless it die, it abides alone. But when it gets down into that earth and is moved upon by the forces of nature, that seed begins to break open. And when that seed breaks open, that's when something called a root comes out. And that, that root begins to come forth from that seed. And the root is on a mission. The root is trying to find water. And the root will travel throughout that soil looking for water because the seed is broken open and everything that is inside that seed is now moving beyond that seed and into the soil. Now this is true of the natural and it is true of the spirit. Paul said of the spirit, he said one planteth. And immediately after that, he said another watereth. The reason that he said that in that in that context was because as soon as it is planted, it is important that it is to receive water. Because that water will begin to be the water that the roots are looking for. If you sow that seed into dry ground, it will come to naught. If you sow that seed into shallow ground, it will come to naught. If you sow that seed by the wayside or into thorny ground, it will come to naught. Oh, but if you'll sow that seed into good ground and then begin to water that seed, then something begins to happen because the root that emerged from that broken seed begins to look for that water. And when you're pouring water upon that seed you just deposited into the soil, you are causing a miracle now to take place. Anybody that doesn't believe in a miracle needs to go take an honest look at how a plant is formed and developed. Don't give me any of this. That's just nature. You tell me the origin of nature then. Because when that seed goes into that ground, there are invisible forces at work. That seed doesn't have power in and of itself. But it is designed by the engineer of that seed. To go down into that ground and to receive the force and the blunt, blunt pressure of the earth. And that earth moves and shifts in some way or another. And those powers that exist under the ground begin to push upon that seed. And that seed breaks open. And that root comes forth saying, give me water, give me water, give me water. And when someone has planted and another is standing there ready now to water that seed that was planted into the earth, then that's when the miracle begins to happen because man has no control over what happens next. One plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. Hallelujah. One plants, another waters, and God gives the increase. If there is no seed that's planted into the ground, then there are no roots that can come from the seed. Now, when I talk to you today about these roots, it's important that you understand that we can't be the tree of life without roots. The tree of life is only able to be what it is because of the roots. 
The scripture says that the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. The leaves of any tree are only able to thrive because of water that has entered the root system. And the roots have searched out the water and, and pushed that water up through the stem and into the leaves. And the leaves become what they are because of the roots that have found the water. Hallelujah. The scripture says we are to be rooted and grounded in love. We can't be the tree of life unless we are rooted and grounded in love. We can't heal the nations. We can't heal a person. We can't heal an emotional wound unless we are rooted and grounded in the love of God. We can't teach Sunday school classes effectively. We can't preach sermons effectively. The gospel is of none effect unless we are rooted and grounded in the love of God. Every sermon that I preached in this series is going to be so very vital and important. But I want you to know that what I'm preaching to you this morning is so significant and so important as to the work of God that he wants to do in our lives. It's important that we get it. It's imperative that we get it, that we understand it. It's imperative that we have roots that go deep, roots that anchor us to the love of God, roots that go searching for the water of God and bring that water and push it up through the stem and push it up through the leaves and get it to a place where the leaves of the tree of life can truly heal the nations. We're not rooted and grounded in just anything. We're rooted and grounded in the love of God. We're not just rooted and grounded in faith. We're not just rooted and grounded in peace. We're not just rooted and grounded in joy. We're not just rooted and grounded in hope. We are rooted and grounded deliberately, intentionally in the love of God. It is the love of God that roots us and anchors us. It is the love of God that feeds us. Hallelujah. It is the love of God that makes the gospel of Jesus Christ to have effect hallelujah and so we talk today about the love of God so when a farmer plants a seed that farmer doesn't just plant the seed that farmer begins to prepare the soil to receive the seed the farmer will break up the fallow ground he'll even add nutrients to the soil so that the soil can have the kind of nutrients in it that can receive the seed and cause the seed then to grow hallelujah love is the nutrient that helps the seed of God's word to grow in a person's life I want to say that one more time so that we truly understand it. Love is the nutrient necessary for the seed that is God's word to grow in our lives. Now we can just throw seed out there and say Jesus saves and God is love and he came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. But if it's not sown in love, if the truth isn't spoken in love, if the ground isn't prepared by love, then that's soil lacks the nutrients necessary to cause that seed to become what God wants it to be. Our community, ladies and gentlemen, needs us not just to speak the truth, but to speak the truth in love. Our families don't just need us to speak the truth, but they need us to speak the truth in love. This is why we love people. Hallelujah. 
This is why we don't just take the Bible and try to cram it down somebody's throat. But we love people. And we help people. And we reach for people. If somebody is hurting, we wrap arms of love around them. Hallelujah. When somebody is broken, we wrap arms of love around them. When people walk into this building and their mind has been assaulted and their spirit has been broken and the chemicals of their body are all off balance from addictive habits, we're not just going to go thump them with a Bible. No, sir. No, ma'am. We're going to love them with the love of God because there's a seed that needs to be planted in their spirit. And the only way to prepare that soil to receive the seed is if we inject it with the nutrient necessary for growth. And that nutrient is the love of God. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking about tricking people into thinking we love them. And I'm not talking about making people feel loved. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes we say we got to make people feel loved. Well, that's true, but you can't fake it. People know fake. They don't want fake. They've had enough fake from Hollywood, and they've had enough fake from religion. They need the real thing. I said they need the real thing. And it doesn't matter how long you've been serving God or how long you've been a Christian or how long you've been a believer, how long you've been apostolic. You better hear what I'm saying. If you're not tapped in, tuned in to the real thing, you better get tapped in and tuned in to the real thing. Because it's not game playing anymore. It's time to reach the lost. It's time to touch the lost. It's time to bind up the brokenhearted. No, we're not trying to make people feel loved. We're trying to genuinely love people. And if we'll genuinely love people, hallelujah, they'll begin to know, not just feel, but know that they are loved. And once they know that they're loved, it's going to do something to them. Because they, they're supposed to know that from their father. But fathers don't know that they're loved. They're supposed to know that from their mother. But mothers don't know that they're loved. They're supposed to know that from the folks around them. Friends, family. But friends have let them down. Family has let them down. Mothers and fathers have forsaken them. Can I preach to somebody today? Come on church. You know who you are. You know who we are. We're not just some normal people. Ordinary people. We have been brought out of darkness. Into this marvelous light. For this purpose. To show forth the praises of him. So we, we prepare the hearts of people with the love of God. And we show them love. We, we show them love. We teach them love. We exemplify love. Hallelujah. We care about their children. 
and we care about their family and we care about their mind and we care about what problem that they're facing and we we pray with them and we weep with them that weep and we rejoice with them that rejoice hallelujah and we wrap our arms around them and we love them and I'm going to tell you something when the soil is prepared by the nutrient that is the love of God and you start putting the word of God down deep into that soil ladies and gentlemen that seed will get down into that soil that's been prepared by the love of God and it will break open and the roots that come forth from that seed hallelujah will look until it finds water and the water will come into the roots and the roots will feed that water into the stem and that stem will take that water to the leaves and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations but it all starts with the seed which becomes roots root growth determines fruit growth root growth determines fruit growth you can't have fruit growth unless you have root growth there are too many christians with plastic fruit of the spirit there are too many christians with plastic love and plastic joy and plastic peace and plastic gentleness can i preach to somebody this morning it is nothing worse than walking into a place and thinking that that beautiful fruit display is is fruit only to find out that somebody masterfully designed it to look so much like fruit that you thought it was fruit but actually it's it's plastic what about when they come out to your table with a tray with all these beautiful desserts on it and you see cherry cheesecake and you see hot fudge brownie a la mode and you're like man that ice cream has stayed perfect it's amazing it's because it's fake it's because it's plastic don't bite the plastic ice cream don't bite the plastic cherry cheesecake and we don't need plastic fruit of the spirit this world needs the real thing this world needs real christians hallelujah hallelujah and it comes from roots that grow deep that grow deep now you have to understand when that seed breaks up under the surface it's because of the pressure that's what we don't always like to talk about but the pressures of life begin to move upon the seed this is why it's so important and our 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 children's ministry workers are downstairs right now so every sunday so many are laboring to put seed into the hearts and the minds of our children god bless them for it and if you're not praying for them you need to start right now praying for them in the name of jesus because they have such an enormous responsibility of taking this seed which is the word of god and putting it deep inside of that soil that is the spirit and the mind and the heart of that child you know why it's important to get the word of god down in there because inevitably there will be pressures in life can i get a witness inevitably there will be pressures and there will be tragedies god forbid but there will be problems and there will be turmoil and there will be stress and distress and it will come from every which direction and there will be times when they don't know if they're going to make it and it's important that when that when they are a child that they have the word of god put deep in their soul so that when the pressures of this world begin 
begin to move upon their soul. That it's not just moving upon their soul, but that it breaks up the seed that was put inside of them. And Psalm 23 breaks open in their life. Hallelujah. And John 14 breaks open in their life. And Psalm 27 breaks open in their life. The seed, which is the word of God, roots hallelujah begin to come out of that seed that was broken open and the root that said thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee that root begins to come forth from that broken open seed searching for water be in the house of God that's where the water is you hear what I'm saying be in the prayer meeting that's where the water is be in the worship service that's where the water is be in the Bible study that's where the water is and be in good Christian fellowship that's where the water is deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts and so as I enter into the presence and the praise of God hallelujah it it really does happen like this in my spirit as a child was put into me a seed and that seed simply said thy word O Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path that seed was deposited into my spirit when the pressures of this life came upon me hallelujah it began to press upon my mind and press upon my spirit and press upon my heart until finally that seed that told me his word is a lamp and a light to my feet and to my path that seed broke open and the roots of that God ordained word began to spread out in my spirit hallelujah now that's one thing but if I'm just going to sit at home and dwell on what's going wrong then that seed is sitting in dry ground but if I walk into the house of God lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting open up my mouth and say send it on down Lord send it on down let it rain let it rain let it rain let it rain I sing about his love I sing about his mercy I sing about his power, sing about his praise. I give him wave offering. I humble my heart before him. I come in fellowship with my brothers and my sisters. While I'm in fellowship with my brothers and sisters, their testimonies begin to strengthen me. What's happening? Water is hitting the soil of my soul. And that seed that was broken up and those roots that came out looking for water, they found it. They found it. And the water's getting into the root system. And the root system is pushing the water up into what is to be a tree of life. It's a process. It's a process. Now be careful. Be careful what is being sown into your spirit. Because everything that's being sown into your spirit is a seed. That's why, that's why you, you know what, you, you need to just kind of turn Netflix off. Turn Hulu off. And turn hallelujah on. That was a stretch, but that's all right. Hallelujah. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about be careful who's sowing seed into your spirit. Because when the pressures of life come, that seed is going to break open. 
And if it's a seed of doubt, and if it's a seed of cynicism, and if it's a seed of ungodliness, then it's going to break open and a root of bitterness will come out. And the Bible says that many are defiled by the root of bitterness. So you have to, you have to be careful who's speaking into your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want what this world has. Give me the Psalms. Give me the Proverbs. Give me the Gospels. Give me the general epistles. Give me the Pauline epistles. Give me the minor prophets. Give me the major prophets. Give me Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Come on, give me, give me the book of Acts. Give me the word of God. I need righteous seed in my soul. Because when the pressures of this world crash on me, I need that seed to break open and grow up in my life. That seed that said, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind is going to break open when the seed is planted. Hallelujah. And the pressures come. It's going to break open. That seed that says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. That seed is going to break open. And the strong tower is going to rise up from the seed. When the Bible says he is my refuge and my shelter. See, all of that is in the seed. And all I need is for a little pressure to come. Now, I'm not going to backslide during the pressure. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to turn my back on the pressure. I'm not going to get offended and run. Betrayal will come. Offenses will come. You will get hurt. You will be blindsided. You will be broken. Let it happen. Let the seed break open. Hallelujah. And that refuge and that shelter and that fortress that was stuck inside the verse, stuck inside the seed, will break open and become the shelter in which you reside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rooted and grounded in the love of God. We have to love people we love people let me tell you something i love you i love this congregation and i love you because god has put in my heart a love for you a love for all people listen to what paul said i want to talk about that a little bit more listen to what paul said he said i I, i'm going to tell you why i bow my knee under the father of our lord jesus christ have you ever wondered paul is saying why i was willing to be shipwrecked and while i was why i was willing to be snake bit have you ever wondered why i was willing to be beat with rods and whips have you ever wondered why i didn't just play it safe and why i didn't just go along the path i had for me i was i was lauded i was praised in my circles but i forsook all of that forgetting those things which are behind me reaching forth unto those things which are before have you ever wondered why i bow my knee to god i'll tell you why he said it's for you that's what he said he said i do it because he said i do it because i want so much for christ to dwell in your hearts by faith 
that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Hallelujah. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. He is saying, everything I've gone through is worth it. That you would comprehend the dimensions of the love of Christ. Folks, I, I, I don't even, I, 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 I actually was praying. I said, Lord, I need your help. Because your love is too wonderful for me to even know how to preach it. God, I don't know how to say it in a way that would, that would encapsulate your love. Lord, I, 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 it can only come through with your anointing. It passes knowledge. Paul said, I will labor and I will bow my knee and I will do anything and everything I can that you may comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the height, the length, the depth of the love of God. Let me ask you a question, church. What do you think would happen in Cincinnati, Ohio? What do you think would happen in the United States of America if all the saints of God God comprehended the breadth and the height and the depth and the length of the love of God. The breadth of the love of God is the width of the love of God. Let me tell you where we're going, First Apostolic Church. God is going to reveal to us. We don't, we don't even have a tip of the iceberg yet. And I say that humbly. I say that of myself. I, I, I don't even understand where I, I don't even understand how to understand. But once this seed breaks up under the surface and the roots branch out looking for water and we call water from heaven and we, and we water, 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 water that seed. I'm going to tell you something. In the end, what we will be able to understand is the breadth of the love of God. That means the width of the love of God. That means just how wide spread. Wide. Wider than what you ever thought. So wide. It, it, it travels beyond these walls. And it travels beyond this parking lot. And it travels beyond these property boundaries. And it travels beyond Montgomery. And it travels beyond northeast central Cincinnati. And it travels beyond the Cincinnati greater metroplex. And it travels beyond this Midwest region. And it travels beyond this nation. And it travels beyond this hemisphere. And it travels beyond this globe. The love of God. The breadth. This is why I say, listen... Listen, the love that God puts in our hearts, it's for all people. God doesn't discriminate. God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't care how much money you've got or how little money you've got. It's so wide, ladies and gentlemen, that God isn't even looking into the past of people who come to him. He's not even checking their resume to see if they qualify to receive his love. 
He's not even asking questions about where they've been and what they've done and who they've been with. He just stands up with his arms. The Bible says outstretched. Outstretched. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us. tell you when this thing is over with you and I will understand just how wide the love of God is and I'm going to tell you something we're going to heal racism and we're going to heal prejudice and we're going to heal bigotry hallelujah in the name of Jesus not us by our power you understand me but the power of God in us is going to do something that this nation has desperately needed for a long time That I bow my knees because I am so desperate for you to comprehend just how wide the love of God is. Hallelujah. He said not only how wide it is, but he said I'm, I'm looking for the, you to understand the length of the love of God. Oh, I feel his presence in this place. Let me tell you something. There is no limit to the length God will go. I said there is no limit to the length God will go. You can't outrun his mercy. You can't out him to the point that his love will stop pursuing you. You hear what I'm preaching to you this morning. Where sin did abound. Where sin did abound. Where sin did abound. Grace does much more abound. There is no limit to the lengths God will go. How many love what you feel here this morning? You love? You know what we're feeling? We're feeling the presence of the Lord. But thank God that he's omnipresent. Because I'm going to tell you where he is also this morning. If, if, you, were to, if you were to just go put out a, a find, find my, not iPhone, but find my Savior app and want to know where he is, I'll tell you where he is. He's ministering to somebody who's experiencing a hangover right now. He's ministering to somebody who thought they were going to overdose last night. Didn't know if they'd wake up this morning. That's where God is. He's reaching. He's on that bar stool right now. He's in that doctor's office. He's ministering healing. He's working on the heart of that father, that mother, who are about to call it quits. And those children who are desperate for their parents' marriage to stay together. That's where God is. And I'm going to tell you something. If that's where God is, that's where we need to be. Reaching and preaching and teaching and loving. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The lengths to which God will go will so astound us. They will so astound us.
I'm ready, Brother Ken Wilson. Brother Ken Wilson, man of prayer. I thank God for him and so many other prayer warriors in our congregation. But he's told me for years, Pastor, we're going to see notable miracles. I love that. Notable miracles. Hallelujah. I can't wait to see the Apostle Paul of our day come into the church. You know the guy that everybody knows will never get saved. You know the guy that everybody knows is nothing but a problem. You better get over that because they're coming. I said they're coming and the blood of Jesus is going to wash over them and the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the seed is going forth and the roots are breaking out. The roots are breaking out. The roots are breaking out. He said, I want you to comprehend the height of the love of God. The height of the love of God. When you look at the height of the love of God, it's a reference to the power, the sheer power of the love of God. All through the scripture, when you talk about height, it's referring to things that are superior. Height. He said, he said I want you to comprehend just how powerful, how high, how above everything else is the love of God. It's greater than the pills you're taking. It's greater than that relationship you know you don't need to be in. It's better than your self-will. It's better than your willpower. It's better than your self-esteem. It's better than your self-confidence. You know what the cure for low self-esteem is? High Christ-esteem. If you'll focus on Him, if you'll focus on He loves me, that's all I need to know. It doesn't matter to me who else loves me because I am fulfilled by He loves me. He loves me. And what's, here's what's awesome about Him loving me. So, some people may not love me, but I can't get too offended at that because they don't know me. They can't make an honest assessment of whether I'm worthy of being loved or not. But God knows everything there is to know about me. He knows everything that's gone through my mind. He knows everything I've said, everything I've done. And he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. What manner of love is this? What manner of love is this? It's it's so superior. It's so superior to anything the government could do. So superior to anything my family could do. So superior to anything my network can do. God's going to let us comprehend what is the height of His love. And this, He said, I want you to comprehend the depth the depth. Oh, 
It's so deep. Everybody say, that's deep. That's so deep. I'm going to tell you something. When you're talking about the forgiveness of God, that's deep. When you're talking about He loves those who hate Him, that's deep. When you talk about the fact that He forgives those who have committed so much transgression against Him and others, that's deep. Could God ever love me? You might ask. He absolutely loves you. But you don't know what I've done. I'm going to tell you something. He's not a shallow God. He's deep. There is no searching of His depth. The depth of the love of Christ. The depth of the love of God. He's not surface. He's not shallow. He's deep. He's deep. He's waters to swim in. Your feet will never touch the ground. Your head will never come above the surface. Water to swim in. And Paul said, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ because I want you to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the height and the length and the depth of the love of God. And I want you to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you have ever been hurt, it is because you have an opportunity now to know the love of Christ. God told Hosea, Hosea, I want you to marry Gomer. Gomer is a prostitute. You are a prophet. And I want you to marry Gomer because I need you to prophesy to Israel. And I need you to prophesy to Israel with a heart like mine. They don't know how broken my heart is. But if you can prophesy my word with my pain, then they'll hear it and they'll understand it. And so Hosea experienced a whole season of life where his heart was routinely broken and shattered. And in the process, seed was breaking open and roots were looking for water. And a prophetic tree of holy anointing was growing, hallelujah, in his life. And he was becoming a tree of life to backslidden Israel, preaching and prophesying with the pain of God's broken heart. Hallelujah. Anything you've ever experienced has simply come to break up the seed. Hallelujah. Put that seed, put that seed in your soul. And let the roots break forth. Hallelujah. Job. Job said in Job chapter 14. Job said, there is hope of a tree if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth. And the stock thereof die in the ground. Yet through the scent of water it will bud. And bring forth bows like a plant. Hallelujah. There is hope of a tree. I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. Folks. I've come to an interesting part in this sermon because I have more to preach and God's telling me somebody's ready right now. Somebody's ready right now. Somebody's ready right now for the seed of God's word to go down into your spirit, go down into your soul. 
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your hands in the Holy Ghost right now. Lift your hands in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm telling you that you might have been cut down in your life. But if that seed is in your spirit, that seed which is the word of God, I'm going to tell you those roots are going to burst forth. Those roots are going to burst forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Let me tell you where you're headed in the Holy Ghost. You're headed to a state of mind and a state of being where the commandments of God will be your eager pleasure. It will be your eager pleasure. Sin will become abhorrent to you. Sin, sin will even cease to have its influence, that temptation influence. It'll, that temptation influence will be broken in your life. Nothing breaks the heart of God like sin. Nothing. Do you know why? It's not because he's an ogre. It's not because he's, he's, he's condemning. No, no, no. Because sin separates us from God. It's the nature of sin. God hates sin because, it's, because he loves you. And he wants you. And this, it is the sin in your life that has separated you from him. It is the transgression in your life that has separated you from him. And, and, and you, you're afraid even to come to church sometimes because you're afraid to feel conviction and afraid to feel bad for what you've done. Or maybe you've seared your conscience with a hot iron and you don't really care. You're going to do it and, and then be a little hypocritical. And, but I've come to tell you that, that he loves you whether you like it or not. And he wants to have fellowship with you. It is your sin preventing you from having fellowship with God. Let's stand all across this house right now. I want somebody right now to say, God, I want you. I need you. I want to be that tree of life. I don't know how to fix what I've messed up. I don't know how to repair what I have what I have caused to be in disrepair. But Lord, I'm, I'm opening my heart and my spirit right now. I don't know how to fix this, but you know how to fix this. The love of God go forth right now in the name of Jesus. The love of God go forth right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody come forth right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, somebody else, somebody else. Come on, don't wait. God's doing something in our congregation. Hallelujah. He's doing something in our midst. Come on, that's it. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, that's right. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. God bless you. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's it. That's it. I need ministers to come and help me pray right now. Yes, that's it. God bless you more. There are more. Come on, don't. Some from the back. Some from the vestibule. Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. 
That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Come on, that the seed is going to break forth and come alive. Let the seed break open and come alive. Let the seed break open and come alive. Yes, Lord. Love's like a hurricane. Come on, let the seed break open and come alive. Bending beneath the weight of His wind and When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me And oh, Come on, let your roots wrap around the love of God Let your roots be anchored to the love of God that's what's going to keep you in troubled times. That's what's going to keep you when the storm is raging. Rooted and anchored and grounded to the love of God. He loves me. I'm rooted in that. He loves me. I'm grounded in that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh. like a hurricane I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy and all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory Hallelujah. and I realize just how beautiful you are and how Affections are for me, and oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us, how he loves us so. 